Welcome and thank you for tuning in to the Joy Tutor Podcast. I am your host, Joanna Williams. Together, we will unpack, learn, teach, and celebrate the journey of emerging entrepreneurs and courageous trailblazers. Let's dig in. Hey, Taylor. Hey. You both. <laughs> Welcome to the Joy Tutor Podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you. Please introduce yourself. Hey, thank you so much. I am Taylor Carruthers. I am, oh, all of the things. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I am a nurse. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a life coach. I am also a breathwork facilitator, theta healing practitioner, and just growing and creating my life every single day. But let's talk about breathwork. What does that mean and what do you do? So breathwork is really, it's an ancient practice, and I consider myself to be really dialed in when it comes to being trauma-informed and being into therapy and just wellness as a whole and not discriminating against any particular practice. But I discovered breathwork almost a year ago, and it changed my entire life. I teach a specific pattern of breathing. There's a a bunch of different variations out there of how you can do this, but it's basically an intentional breathing. So you are, for the method that I choose, you're taking two deep breaths in, um, letting out a deep exhale all through your mouth. This is in an effort to bypass your brain. When you breathe through your nose, you're using your brain. And the purpose of breath work is to release. It is to get into the subconscious rules over 90% of your brain, shockingly. And a lot of people don't know that. Breath work for me has been a way to tap into feeling. I'm a person that I don't have time for that. And if it doesn't make money, it doesn't make sense. So I don't have time to be sad. Like I have five kids. I don't have time to be sitting over here wondering, well, how do I process my feelings about that? Which is very necessary. But breath work uh, gave me an opportunity to release a lot of hurt, a lot of anger, a lot of pain. And the first time I experienced it, the facilitators given all these disclaimers of, oh, you might feel tingling and your hands might cramp up. You might feel all these intense sensations. And I'm like, you are so full of it. I'm a nurse. We breathe all day, every day. You about to tell me that some breathing is about to do all that. 30 seconds in, boo-hoo crying. And I'm not a crying person. Um, If I even lasted 30 seconds. Release, I literally felt lighter. The pain in my chest was just, it. it's hard to describe, but it, it has been such, it was one of those moments where I'm like, once I got myself together at the end of that session, I walked up to that facilitator and I said, I need to learn how to bring this to people because too many people need this. And again, I'm dialed in. I didn't even know it existed. So I not only continue to practice my own uh, breath work, so I attend circles here in California in person regularly, but it is equally powerful uh, virtually. Energy does not have any time or space constraints, so it's just as powerful on Zoom or Google Meets, whatever you use. It's just as powerful, but there is definitely an advantage to being in person, but it's been such a huge part of just my healing and being able to release trauma and things that I, it's basically like years of therapy in a session. That's kind of like 
how I would explain it, but definitely it's something that I wanted to make accessible. I wanted to make it known, help make it more known and hope that one day when somebody wants to try it, they walk in and see me and they're like, oh, she looks like me because all of these healing modalities that I just rampled off, it's a very white identified space. And that's just the nature of our society. So I'm doing my part to change that narrative and be the change that I want to see instead of just complaining about it. Like I'm not going to be charging $500 an hour for a session because yes, that, that can be, that's a real thing. So I want it to be accessible and I want people to give it a try. And if it's for you, it's for you. And if not, that's okay too. There's something out there that can also help support you in your journey. That's awesome. Do you also offer your services by way of group practices? Yes, absolutely. There's power in, there's powers in groups for numerous different things, which I'm sure we'll get into, but yes, groups are absolutely perfect. As I think about my own healing journey, it was all verbal. It never dawned on me that there was an opportunity or method where I can use my own breathing and my breath. I understand the power of air because I work from home full time, <laughs> the day job, the side hustle job, all the things, right? But I noticed a shift and difference in my feeling, my sense of creativity, how I sleep at night. I understand that I have to be outside and get that air. I cannot be going, I can't go two, three days without fresh air. And also understanding the power of grounding myself, which is sitting on green grass or just walking around in the park. That's also another form of healing and meditation. What type of breath work exactly would you recommend for someone who has some severe trauma? Are there different versions of breath work? There are different versions. I am studying, it's essentially the three-part breath, which is the two inhales and the exhale. There are different facilitators that will have people hold their breath for a period of time, and you would be absolutely surprised at how long you can hold your breath when you're properly oxygenated. So there's a bunch of different, I, I can't really recommend a specific type because every facilitator bring something different. And I have, I've had some experiences where I'm like, oh, sign me up again. And there's some that I'm like, well, it wasn't bad, but it's not my cup of tea. So you really have to just have an open mind. And if you find a facilitator or a practice that you resonate with, keep going, keep showing up. Um, the beautiful thing about breath work is that it's your breath. You are the highest authority of your body. You don't have to go any farther than you're comfortable going. And whatever comes up for you, it's your body doing the healing. So nothing's going to come up. We're not going to talk before or after. And something's going to come up that could potentially harm you in that moment. Um, but I also, but being that I am a nurse, continue to see your therapist. I'm not saying to ditch all your medications and stop your primary care. I, I say that from a space of love because some people will, that's another down part of, of the healing modalities is people will find that something works really well for them. Still consult your doctor, still do your taper, whether you're seeing a therapist, a psychiatrist, whatever, make sure you're just open and transparent and able to speak to your providers because a lot of them are dialed in and some of them are not. And they're like, you do what? You do, oh, okay. 
but they can see the change in your blood work. They can see the change in your anxiety level. They see that they're taking you down instead of taking you up. Um, so even for the providers that are not fully into it, if you can be your own advocate, and I encourage people to do that, so try out different types. I am in Southern California right now, so I could literally just hop in the car and drive and probably come across 20 to 30, 40, 50 different practitioners like that easily, probably all within, I mean, I'm south of LA, a little north of San Diego, this whole state, this area. It had, yoga was actually created in Encinitas, which is like 15 minutes from me. There's a lot of overwhelm. So you have to really just figure out what works for you and keep, I would say at least try two or three times. And then after that, if you feel like you're not getting any result, but all you need is an open mind and willingness to allow. And if you get scared, you breathe a little bit slower. If you really want an intense response, breathe faster. Like it is 100% ability to, for you to control for the most part, your experience and slow it down or speed it up depending on how you're feeling. I have none in my area and I'm in Queens, New York. And when I came across your your application, I was very intrigued with that type of skill set and service because I was dealing with a high stress situation and I was walking up the stairs here in my home. It's probably about eight steps and my heart was racing fast. And I was like, okay, I need to slow down. And I just stopped and I just was like, okay, body, let me love on you because I'm always going. And a lot of times we do not realize that just because we're going and moving and getting things done, we're, that doesn't mean we're okay on the inside. It's very surface level. Before I started my healing journey, I was telling a girlfriend of mine, I had to catch myself because I was constantly, someone walk up behind you and you go, oh, you jump and you kind of squeeze your hand. I was constantly like that in that position. I had to consciously tell myself, relax. So when you're in that state, I'm not breathing. And I'm just connecting all of the dots with this special service that, that you're into. And I'm so happy that I came across your journey and your path because it's so important. It really is. And it is such a bonus to have on top of therapy, on top of hot yoga, on top of grounding yourself and walking. Why not have an extra bonus activity in your self-care kit and just understanding yoga may not work for me. I may be too busy to get to yoga. I could be traveling, but if I can simply call Miss Taylor to say, sis, I, I need to book you for a session. <laughs> can we do a quick Zoom because I'm in a high stressful situation versus binge eating on track, on chocolate, versus going out eating a greasy food, versus coping through spending unnecessary money. No, doing things that actually helps my body versus hindering my experience. So with that being said, I noticed you also had, is it Reiki? I will be adding Reiki. That is the next on my journey that I've been working through. I've found some of the most amazing people on this journey, but I have an amazing spiritual mentor. So I'm really excited to add that as well. What is Reiki for listeners who may not know? Oh, I'm trying to think of a quick way without getting all woo-woo. Reiki is, it's looking at your chakras and people may or may not be familiar with chakras and being balanced. So you have your crown chakra, you have your solar plexus, your sacral, your heart, your root chakra. There's actually way more 
chakras, but we'll be here all day. Um, but it's a state of moving energy throughout your body. It is not, um, it's all about good intention and good energy. There is no such thing. And I know there will be people that disagree with this, but my intention is that there is no th such thing as bad Reiki. Like you, you're not giving somebody bad energy. You are helping them to align. And you can tell when people's chakras are blocked. For myself, my heart chakra, forget about it. I have spent 36 years building up these walls that protect me. And Reiki was something else that I was introduced to that over time, it's not a one and done. Not, nothing that we're going to talk about is a one and done. Um, it is about making an intentional commitment to improve um, because I'm sure we can all relate to having a really bomb therapy session and you're like, yes, I got it all together. And then Tuesday happens and you're like, oh man, here we go again. So being able to come back and center with a good Reiki practice, I participate as a student or as a client, I should say, at least two times a month. And every few months, I will have my practitioner do an analysis um, just to see I is the work working. Basically, I'm a Virgo, so I like to know that everything checks the box. So it, it's been a very calming. There's meditation and just that ability to be present in our bodies, which is something that most of us don't do and we don't even realize it because you're like, well, of course I'm in my body, but are you really? What is the inner dialogue within my body? What is the inner chatter within my body? How am I showing up on the outside world? Am I masking? Am I pretending? I did a lot of masking. How am I people pleasing? I was people pleasing because my heart chakra, I had my heart broken so many times and was just trying to give unconditional love by any means necessary to not feel another heartbreak. But guess what? Life is going to life. <laughs> it is real lifey. It is real lifey. So I have been new to this space as well, but I'm just sharing all of this information because I want to help someone out there who may be on a journey, right? You can be have a full-time job, but you have this passion to start your own business and you cannot figure out why are you stuck? What is it that is blocking you? You mentioned the subconscious mind and may not even just, and I heard that too, that 90% of our behavior is driven by the subconscious mind. How is it that Reiki and your breath work has helped you move past some of those challenges? I really love a quote by Carl Jung, and I know I'm going to mess it up, but it's basically until you make your subconscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. There are so many things that as a human are filled with shame and guilt, and you are the master creator of your life. Yes, I'm a Christian. I fully believe in God, but we are in this earthly plane and this existence, it's interesting. Like if you don't tap into what's there and why, everything in your life is because you've manifested in some kind of way, whether it was intentional manifesting or unintentional manifesting. So I will use the poverty mindset, for example. A lot of people have come from the struggle, whatever your struggle might be that looks different for everybody. But as you grow up, 
as an adult, if you continue to live paycheck to paycheck, a lot of the things are why, because we do them, because that's what we know to do. So until you really start digging into it, which Reiki, breathwork, theta healing, and really getting into what's actually under there. It's like that. I'm sure everybody's seen that graphic of the iceberg and you have the tip of the iceberg that's exposed. Perfect picture to paint that exposed piece is your conscious mind. That subconscious, that big mountain that's under the water that you can't see, this allows these different healing modalities allow you to take your power back and your control because you are bringing awareness to things that you might not be proud of. You might not be proud of your poverty mindset. You might not be proud of your victim mentality. You might not be proud of your any of your isms if you have any addiction or alcoholism or sex, codependency, love is an addiction. There, there are so many different parts of us that until you bring that subconscious conscious, you're just going through the motions. And I say that from experience, no, there's not a point of being healed. I don't think that is possible, but healing and evolving actively are now a part of my life. I make time for that because in order for me to live in my purpose, to be the best me, to be the best mom, to be the best human that I can be, I have to come to terms. So I know people call it the shadow work. You can get into the masculine and the feminine energies. Energy is everything. And I'm even uh, removing the words good and bad from my vocabulary. It just is. <laughs> this is the facts of the matter. What you do with it, you get to choose. Do I make this a good situation or a bad situation? It's how you adjust your perspective and it's how you access your tools to be able to continue to move forward because life as we see keeps going so no matter if you have a bad day you couldn't get out of bed for a week you couldn't take a shower you didn't eat you're just laying there crying everything else in life kept moving so to allow you a space where you can feel and you can do that but you don't have to like lose yourself so this for me has been finding I'm literally learning every single day I love to learn um, but with all of this you have to create the space to embody it um, you can read all the books you can listen to all the podcasts you can sign up for everybody's news list if you don't make the time to make it a part of your life it's I wouldn't say it's pointless but you want to get the full benefit the beauty about the subconscious mind is you can rewrite it you can create new pathways within your brain. And one way of doing that is meditation, for sure. That has helped me because I realized that what was on autopilot was the voices of other people telling me who I was and who I was. And I had to check, check that. <laughs> I had to serve notice to say, you're no longer welcome here. Here is my truth. And this is how we will be moving going forward. So you, to your point, you are the master of your mind, your body, Theta healing, do tell. So theta healing is a method of healing that was created. Her name is Viana Steibel. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. It's a deep form of meditation where you access the theta brain waves, and it gives you the ability to access the creator of all that is. I call him God. You may call him whatever you may call 
the creator of all that is accessing a different plane of existence where you are able to clear the the one of the things that I absolutely love about Theta Healing. Well, I love all of it, but clearing generational trauma, you can clear, you can heal um, physically, mentally, spiritually, and you can, as a practitioner, I can do this on myself, but I can also do it on other people if they have an open mind and they are willing. So you are going up to the seventh plane. You are accessing the creator of all that is, um, where it is just pure love. What we find with a lot of other healing modalities is you deal with the surface level issue. So this also kind of goes back to the subconscious and just how freaking vital and important it is. You can keep manifesting intentionally, praying intentionally. And again, this isn't to change your whole life, but it is to change your life. There might be things that were passed down to you genetically that you have no awareness of. How do you heal what you don't know? So this method allows for when you're in that that beta state it allows for you to either within yourself or with another person really do some deep work pretty quickly that again just regular therapy just doesn't get to some of these levels your therapist is not going to be able to energy test you to see if there is for those of us that are mixed, there might be, if, if you are from a black identified and white identified, just using this as an example, there might be oppression in your line lineage as just as much as there is oppressor in your lineage. Now that's duality because you have the slave and the slave master in your lineage. And that is a part of who you are, however many generations back. And of course, those are not the things that we talk about. So I'm just using that as a really broad example because it is Juneteenth. But just using that as an example, it's incredibly powerful. I am very conscientious because through all these healing modalities, nothing overrides free will. And I'm very careful about who I, you know, practice with and who practices with me. Because there are people that just don't have the best intentions or haven't learned how to remove their ego. Similar to if you went to somebody to read your cards, like when you start messing with that type of energy, for me, I just think it is so powerful that it can be harmful, but I do everything to be grounded in my own practice and my own truth so that when I get messages, I can just pass the message. It doesn't have to make sense to me. I'm just the vessel. Um, so that was a very long explanation, but it's super powerful. I, again, it's very new to me. I've just completed the advanced level a little while ago, and I volunteered myself to be the demo. And wow, I was boohoo crying on there. And now I'm saying like all these times that I cried, but then say I'm not a person that cries. Um, we dug into some stuff and both the, the practitioner and myself were like, where did that just come from? It, it, it came directly from source. It came from God. There, I had no intention of going that vulnerable, that it, it just blew my mind. So I'm also a person that I'll listen to people, but I kind of need, you got to prove it for me. 
I, the experiences that I've had have been so transformative for me that nothing in my life has looked the same since I have gotten into some of these and they've become a part of my practice. It just fuels my passion to learn. And I was just rereading one of Viana's books yesterday. Um, it's something that every time I go back, I get different. I get more and more. The book didn't change, but I'm, I'm, as I continue to evolve, it different pieces resonate or they, or I'll say they stick and then I'm able to do something with it. But again, it's just the commitment to keep going and it, it's the ability to accept that it, maybe it doesn't make sense right now, but it will. And now the future for me is coming a little bit quicker. It's not days or weeks or months. It might be a few hours and I'm like, oh, I'm glad I missed that or I'm glad I didn't partake in that. Yeah, it's just, it's a wild journey, but you definitely have to be committed to, you know, allow that acceptance, I'll say, to be open and allow it to happen. Definitely worth checking out. This might be a kind of an off question, but I have to ask it because I know you'll give me a straight shooter answer. <laughs> As you are exploring these different healing modalities, you mentioned that you are a Christian, and I think you might know where I'm going with this. Have you had any adverse reactions from the Christian community around these different modalities? Because I have, I was told meditation is witchcraft and it's this and it's that. And just a very old school way of thinking. Our new age generation is, we're very open. It's not that we don't believe in God, honey. God got me here. Let me just say that. Creator, source, I do believe in something, but I don't religion shame anybody. I don't know you going to hell because you don't you're not a Christian. That's not me. I'm not I'm a different type of Christian. I can't even say that I'm a Christian because I'm my heart is just so open. I don't limit myself or box myself in. So with that being said, have you received any pushback or concerns or adverse reactions to your new exploration on your healing journey? 1,000%. Unfortunately, as a woman of color, I was raised very, what I would, what I call, what I put in the category of Southern Baptist-like church. Church when they're, they're churches all day, Bible study, choir rehearsal, you were at church at least three to four times a week if you grew up in church. I even remember the white little frilly socks. And I actually, part of my story too, is I went to Catholic school for a minute. Yeah, the I was afraid. It was really fear-based before I would even entertain. I would not even have the discussion when I would have people that I trusted, people that I loved that would tell me about some of their practices Staging, as an example, I was straight up told that's witchcraft. You are calling in different spirits and all this stuff. It is what you believe. I believe that God is the creator of all. I do believe that God is love. I enjoy church, but I struggled as an adult to find what I would call a church home. You have your mega churches and it's a lot of fun and there's a lot of stuff to do. And then there was a part of me that craved that little 15, 20 member congregation and the pastor, the bishop knew your name. You have to find and be comfortable in what resonates for you. And it took a very long time for me to even open myself to 
experience because I was just like, oh, that's witchcraft. I don't want to go to hell. That fear rules us something like, oh, I, I just I can we can talk about fear all day and how fear shows up. But yes, to answer the question, I have faced it and it's part of continuing to get closer to God for me and understand what my purpose is. And it's not always going to be pretty and it's not always going to be well received, but I have to stand in my truth of who I am and what I was brought here to do in order to keep moving forward. The second that I start trying to do it by myself and not lean into my own understanding and my own relationship with God, that's where people get lost. I'm not going to not participate in breath work because somebody else said such and such. But when you are operating in fear and you are looking for acceptance outwards instead of inwards and upwards, you are like that's when you set yourself up for failure and you don't even realize it because you're doing what everybody else is doing guess what? You're going to get the same result. So we can go back to the definition of insanity. If you want different, you have to do different. So yeah, I am the rebel. I am the rebel without a cause. I'm unapologetic. I'm respectful. I'm always going to be respectful. I respect anybody's opinions and their feelings. And if you don't believe in it, that is perfectly fine. That is okay. Just don't, I will listen and I ask that other people listen. And I've been very fortunate even throughout my career to be exposed. I worked for a Jewish owned company. So I've gotten to learn a lot about, I've had friends that I was able to learn from that were Muslim, um, Catholic, Christian, you name it. So I've had a lot of exposure and I'm not a person that's, no, I'm not doing the God thing anymore. Um, I'm here because of God. I'm here. I'm in the right mind. I could have been gone a long time ago. I've definitely, <laughs> I'm not going to say I lived my life, but I have lived and I've done some stupid stuff that probably should have taken me out. But he saw fit to keep me here in my right mind and build me up in a way that allows me to do what I'm about to do with my company, which is create an impact and create a legacy and yeah, it, you just ha you have to be really strong in your own practices because it'll be the people closest to you that just don't understand. And, and that's part of how we've been taught generationally. You, you fear what you don't understand. And a lot of people aren't even willing to try to understand. So if you can't understand it, it doesn't make sense. What do you do? You put it in that box of fear, no devil, bad the there there is no good or bad things just things just are yeah it's been an interesting journey but the more i come into my own and create who i want to be the the easier it is to um continue to move forward yeah i said that because i too have had that experience and i had a guy in the walmart park a lot go off on me, tell me I was going to hell because I wouldn't have a conversation with him. Sir, I just want to get my groceries and leave. I have a meeting in 20 minutes. Okay, it's too early for this, but he's yelling at me, telling me I'm going to hell. And I said, if you represent what is good and what is supposed to be God, I don't want no parts of it. It is subjective. And I say all that to say, listeners, don't get in my inbox and get up under here with no comments. Talking crazy. Don't do mm -hmm. it. They're absolutely 
me and Taylor were tag team. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I am out of building. The display work. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. And I'm, I love to learn. Again, I go back to loving to learn that I want to hear your why, but you don't have to be disrespectful with it. Sure. You don't have to denounce me and speak negativity into me, over me, and my life, and my practice, and what I'm doing to bring your truth. Like, I see you. I just want you to also see me with love and respect, and we can all coexist. You can pray to whomever you pray to. I use my sage. I have Palo Santo sitting right here in front of me with some essential oils. I don't have my bracelets on, but I, I have crystals, and I still pray to God. I don't want anybody to be... I hope that in me sharing that and what we're talking about, that it gives you a li the listener that might be on the fence a little ounce of courage to just embrace whatever is drawn to you and, and research it. Do your own research and then make your decision. Don't just keep going on with the status quo like that. If there's a takeaway, that would be it. Do you figure out what makes you happy, what resonates with you, what makes you feel good because you are who you have to get, who you have to fall deeply in love with. Not your partner, not your kids, not your parents. Yes, all those people matter. But if you don't love you, how are you going to love somebody else? That part. Beautiful message. I just have to put the disclaimer out there, sis. I really did because I, I, I just know that it's a different topic, right? And I too, I sage, I have my crystals, I meditate, but I do pray to God and I know there is a God. And this is my platform and we will talk about whatever we want to talk about. Amen. But uh, <laughs> just wanted to share that, like you said, and give someone else who has who might be going through something and they just need a little bit of encouragement and help. So let's talk about, now that we have the foundation laid out, entrepreneurship, how did you get here? Honestly, I'm going to get a little repetitive, but God, it was literally God. I do, I've been a nurse for 14 years now, which I just, it, it has flown by, but I have run other people's businesses successfully my entire career. I have not had one job that I did not excel, that I did not take it by storm and just boss up and continue. I was the person that I would get the job, master the job, and I would go ask my boss, how do I be, how do I be like you? How do I get to your job? Not, I don't want you to leave, but like, how do I prepare myself? I've always been a forward thinker. I've never been okay with what I had in that moment, which is a whole nother part of my story, but that quest to be better, to learn all the nitty gritty details. You were sharing IT as you shared your IT background. I cringed. I know that is not my forte, okay? I will restart the computer, let it sit for 10 seconds and turn it back on. Then I got to call the professionals. I just, I can't. But I actually had the benefit in my career to work at companies before they opened. So I've seen the journey from literally the inception, which funny part, this is a shameless plug. That's the name of my first coaching program. But I've wanted to be a coach, a consultant for years. And the limiting beliefs that kept me trapped were so intense that you, I mean, I'm still working through them. Getting here was me betting on me. God kept me through all of my madness in the right mind, with the gifts that I have, with the abilities, 
I got it. I had to stop playing with him because he don't play about me. So I don't play about him. I filed my paperwork and I said, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something. And I filed for my LLC and I watched, I don't know how many countless hours I learned how to build my business the right way. I, as a person, um, I also study astrology, but we can get to that. But I, I'm a type three on the Enneagram. I'm very type A, Virgo. I'm very thorough. I don't, I built a very solid business foundation, um, but I had to learn how to do that. I've gone into other people's companies. So I didn't know how, I didn't know how to start an LLC. I didn't know I needed a registered agent. I didn't know I should have a 1-800 phone number, building my website, putting myself on Google and yep, y'all Yelp, um, List your, listing your business so that if you are a person that's interested in getting business funding, whether it be grants or loans, like how to structure your business. But I do know that I am stepping into my alignment and my purpose. So I don't want to make mistakes now that I'm going to have to pay somebody quadruple to fix later. So I have business bank accounts that are not mixed with my personal. I have business Venmo and Cash App and there's things that if you don't ask the questions, nobody's going to tell you and you're not going to know until the IRS is, I want my cut. In all interest of not having issues with Uncle Sam, I, yeah, I built everything from the ground up. And in this, I am breaking generational curses. I'm creating an impact. I'm creating a legacy. I hope to make this a multi-generational um, coaching business where my kids are going to see and experience what entrepreneurship is like. I am not against higher education, but um, I do not have a degree. I went to um, LPN school in New York, which is a vocational program, and I do have a nursing license, but that's the only level of nurse that you don't have, need an associate's or a bachelor's, and it's an LV in California, so it's different on the East and the West Coast. Same job. Um, so I'm not a person that I won't shame you. You know, if my kids want to go to college and get degrees, amazing. I'm going to back them a thousand percent. If they want to go get a trade, amazing. I'm going to back them a thousand percent because there are people out there with vocational degrees making six and seven and eight figures that some people barely finished high school, some people barely finished their college degrees or their programs. So I think education comes in a lot of different ways. And I say that to honor those that that was their path. Um, but since it wasn't mine, and it doesn't mean you might, it might circle back right now. I'm like, I don't, I'm in enough learning. But yeah, it's been a journey. And I am super excited to change I don't know how many people I'm going to impact but if I can impact one I'll be at my work I'm not going to say it's done but that will be an accomplishment every interaction that I get I am coming with an anti-racist gender inclusive trauma-informed approach and I know that some of those words are going to also stir up some hater comments all that means is that I honor people and who they are and how they live their life I don't need to agree. They don't owe me an explanation, but they are a human being that deserves love, kindness, and equality. And I see that. So it's very important to me that as I formed this company, I'm writing my mission, vision, and values. And again, it's going to resonate with some and other people is going to be a complete turnoff. And if it's a complete turnoff, please be turned off and stay to my left because I just... 
don't come for me unless I send for you, okay? <laughs> like, I'm very professional, but after five o'clock, look. So I'm really excited. My little, my 12-year-old is my youngest. She helped me with naming my business. Um, all of my kids have been my biggest cheerleaders, my biggest supporters. And uh, they are, I mean, I'm not just saying this because they're mine, but they're some amazing humans with some amazing abilities. Um, being able to brainstorm with a 12-year-old and a 20-year-old, a 13, 14, and 16-year-old, you'll be surprised. <laughs> While people out here paying thousands and thousands of dollars for marketing, consulting, and all these other things, I got a whole crew. I will start a group chat and I'll get some answers with no, no, like straight up, no chaser. They're going to be like, mom, that, no, yeah, literally my photo. They helped me pick my photos for my website. Like when I say the details, the colors, they'd be like, mom, don't show nobody else that picture. And I'm like, oh Lord, here you go. Yeah, it's been wild. It's been amazing. And it's just getting started. And I'm so excited. The seeds that you are planting by allowing your children to watch you grow, you can only imagine the impact that it will have and how it will shape their lives and their conversation. And just for them to see beyond the traditional college route. Because as I told you in our introduction, I did the associate's, bachelor's, master's, I went through a PhD. I did the thing, right? The college ride. But this generation is different. And there are new ways to earn a living versus back in the 50s, the 40s, the 60s, the 70s, where you had to have a degree to get a job. Not to say you do not today, but technology has evolved that allow us to create our own business, right? The barrier to entry of different businesses has the door has been swung wide open. With that being said, what are some of the challenges that you have faced and have overcome since starting your company? I have to laugh because man, it many sleepless nights. It's a labor of love for sure. The imposter syndrome, which I hate the term, but that it is what it is. I struggle. I am working through this actively. This is a step in me working through this, me showing up for this podcast, me putting myself out there vulnerably, talking about these things in a non-controlled environment. Because I don't know who's going to see this. I don't know how far, or I shouldn't say see, but hear. I don't know how far this is going to reach. And this is one of those things that once you put something on the internet, it's there. You can delete it. You could pause it. You could do all that. But once you put it on the internet, it's there. And I have raised kids in this very, oh, I'm so glad we didn't have Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat when I was in middle and high school because Lord. But anyway, um, <laughs> we both. <laughs> it is the limiting beliefs and the imposter syndrome of who do I think I am? You know what I mean? Like you, I get, I've gotten those comments like, oh, how you going to be somebody life coach? Because I'm here. I'm me. Like, the people that make those types of comments, they stick in your subconscious, Lord, and it's it's hard to work them out because then you start to question yourself and you start to question your abilities and you start to every day that goes by and you don't make a sale or close a conversation, a clarity call doesn't turn into, you have to be so freaking firm in your pricing and comfortable with it 
so that when you say your package or your offering or you're charging, there are coaches that charge you three to $5,000 an hour. I'm not there yet, but you better believe the amount that I've invested in myself and that I continue to invest in myself. And I put it in my Q&A on my website and it will always be there. Do I have a coach? Yes. I will probably always have a coach. I'm a coach fanatic because it is so integral to your growth because this is a, a me transformation. This is me trusting that I know what I'm doing and I don't have a boss. I don't have a border to run my decisions by. So when you put something out there, you got to be ready to stand on it. Ten toes down, you got to be ready to be about what you put out. So I have struggled to figure out, I created the business. I didn't even announce it on social media because I was trying to figure out what is my niche? Who is my target audience? Who answering all these questions, which are very important. But in all of that, it was showing me a side of me I didn't even know existed. I was like, oh, when I finally started having some of these breakthroughs on allowing the process of coaching to happen and not trying to come in with all the answers, I was able to really take a seat and and sit, literally sit in my seat and be like, ooh, let me embody this. And the pillars of my program are built that way. And this is just my the first program that I'm pushing right now. And I don't even want to say pushing. My first offering, a signature program, it is called Inception. The pillars of that program are to understand, embody, and empower. You, How are you going to empower or embody what you don't know exists. So we start off with understanding and it will continue to grow and build. This is a six week offering. There will be a three month, six month, nine month, 12 month. But if you are struggling right now and you wanna get past this hump, this is something to get you going. But I'm a big proponent of meeting people where they are. I say all that to say that it has been more self-discovery and growth and evolution that I could have ever anticipated because I'm creating. I am deciding the standard operating procedures. I'm deciding the policies. I am deciding the mission and I have to live with that and I have to be comfortable with what I put out there. And I am a very ethical person. I don't, I don't want bad or dirty money, whatever. I just am so full of integrity and in how I operate my business that if if it's not or if it's not a hundred percent, I won't do it. But that is the perfectionist in me. So when I announced my business on social media to all my followers, to my friends, I just had a, a moment and I just did a video. I just talked because I will psych myself out trying to create the perfect script and the love that I've received of, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy for you. I love your transparency. I have learned from some of the best and I'm going to continue to learn, but creating who I am in this space is the magic because nobody else is going to do me like I do me. So it's really been a self-discovery and my self-evolution that's going to allow me to be the powerhouse that I know I'm going to be in this space. So it is definitely not for the weak. There are definitely times where you want to give up or you're like, I just don't have it in me. Maybe I took the wrong step. If you don't believe in you, 
can't expect other people to. And if you won't invest in you, you can't expect other people to. So it is all about you and how you embody your results. That's what people are going to see. That's what people want to see. They want to see you succeed, but they also want to see you stumble because it's it, what matters is when you get back up. You can quit, but then somebody else is going to pick up where you left off. And I love one of the pictures on your wall, the yesterday crossed off, tomorrow crossed off. Now, I have said this for years, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? Tomorrow is not promised, so I now live more presently and do things every day that will give me the opportunity to create the life that I desire for myself, my children, my legacy. I want money as a byproduct. Money is definitely a byproduct when you're in your purpose and alignment as my belief. Money is energy. And you have to get to a point within yourself where you're comfortable to charge for your services, to charge for um, your abilities. It was just so much more than I ever anticipated. I thought I was going to follow how to start a business for dummies. I thought I was just going to check off the, the list and go down the checklist and be like, all right, here I am, guys. It's been so much more than that, but I wouldn't change. Um, I wouldn't change anything about it. Um, so I'm really excited about the opportunity and the potential that I'm building in because it's built with love and intention and it, that love never fails. So I'm really excited. And it's needed. And it's definitely needed. I mean, your story is definitely going to help and heal a listener, listeners, I should say. I kind of, my journey has, was actually the opposite of that, where I had to catch up. I personally had to catch up with how people saw me. I had clients tell me, Joe, you're, you need to charge me more. <laughs> because she said I was doing her a disservice. I was doing myself a disservice because I have the experience. I have the background. And what I do is so different. My heart, I have such a big heart. I've learned to embrace that I'm kind. For so long, I was made to feel bad that I was kind. And for so long, I was made to feel bad that I'm a knowledge junkie. Oh, you do too much. Well, it shows up and by way of setting up my own business, building my own website, the Joy to the website, I go and I do my own edits. I edit my own podcast. It's not that I'll be doing this forever, but I'm not going to pay someone and they give me crappy work because you as my client, you are my listener. You are my, my, you're my guest at my house. So catching up to knowing my worth and standing in their power and recognizing the imposter syndrome and giving those voices that have been projected onto me back and cutting those energy cords. It is so much freedom in that. Yes. So much freedom in that. And it's a lot of work. I, oh my gosh, the work. I can't even begin to tell you the amount of work that I've put in behind the scenes, but I just put myself out there. I am embracing who I am. And I've finally gotten to the comfortable space of being comfortable with people being uncomfortable with who I am. And that when you're uncomfortable and that's where the growth happens. There, There's, I can keep doing what I've always done and go to work every day and be great and continue to invest my time, talent and energy in somebody else's dream. 
why can't I put that same effort into me and something that is going to directly benefit my family, my lineage, like those that I brought here. This is so powerful and I'm still a great employee. I'm still great at what I do and I love what I do, but this is part of that. I have to start taking action because what if I had started this 10 years ago, five years ago? So I stopped letting time pass me by. You, We all have the same 24 hours in a day. So it is about being intentional. It is about taking the time, making the time, and sticking to it. I have very, my calendar is overwhelming for most, and it's always been that way. But I have reminders on my calendar now that say pause and take three deep breaths because I will go so hard. And we were talking about this. I'll be doing 5,000 things or nothing. Yeah. Finding a healthy balance. And it's been, yeah, it's been a journey. And I'm just super grateful for finally taking a chance on me. It's like when you get a job, that is somebody taking a chance on you. Take a chance on yourself. (laughs) So take a chance on yourself. That's where I'm like. Oh, when somebody's, oh, you're hired, they've selected you, you've gone through the process. This is me going through my own process. This is me choosing me to be the CEO, the life coach. And I do a lot myself. Will it always be that way? Absolutely not. Yes, people sell the laptop life. But no, when I'm in on the beach in Bali, I want to have built my business so structurally sound. Yes, things are going to happen. AI is a whole new conversation in the coaching sector and there's so many, there's always going to be the next hottest thing. But if, you're so, if your foundation is solid, when those storms come, it, you can't, it, it doesn't, it, the foundation doesn't crack and, and dissolve and go away. For me, it was building that really solid foundation because, yes, I would love to, you know, sell my courses on Evergreen and get my books out there and get, there's so many things. I, I, I want to start a podcast, but it's a lot of work. And people don't, these are the things that people don't tell you is like how you were talking about now what to do. I've had conversations. I'm sharing with people my journey already of, oh, you want to start a business? Here's how you do it. I'm going to save you the hundreds of hours I spent on YouTube, all the money I spent on these courses that were incredibly beneficial. But let me just put it in one document for you and tell you what steps to go in. Do this first, do this second, do this. And I give you options and I did it on a budget because I am not rich yet. So doing things on a budget, making sure that I could afford my business expenses, regardless of income in the business. I don't want somebody to deal with you. I wouldn't personally, if I go and you didn't pay your website fee, so I can't see your website or I call your business phone number and it's disconnected because you didn't pay the so I went through, again, there's just a, a, a an integrity standard that I have for myself that I did my research. I found systems. I also built my website, but then I had to get help. I threw up the white flag because it was, but I integrated my email on my own, which I was very impressed because that was like a whole coding thing into my website so that you making sure you don't have a Gmail. I didn't know that. I thought Gmail was the way to go better than Yahoo. But if you want a bank to take you seriously, you better get a .com, .biz, .something. I had no idea. So it's been incredibly just revealing (laughs) 
because if you thought you had points of weakness and I saw, I, I see very quickly, I see now there are things that absolutely I will hire a virtual assistant to do. Let me write the book. Can you format it? I don't, I just, but I'm a grammar nut. If you're not going to do it right, I'll do it. But I really don't want to. I would rather be working on the next um, project and figuring out how to structure your business so you can grow. And when all of the circles and the information, I struggled with the analysis paralysis for a minute. And you have to take what applies. And if it don't, let it fly. If you listen to the certain voices, you're not going to resonate 100% with anything. But a lot of people are out there dropping a lot of value and a lot of content. And then from there, that has been, I'll see things that I'm like, oh, I love that. And then I see things and I'm like, oh, I hate that. It's so I'm finding out a lot more. My list of what I won't do and how I won't do things is probably a lot longer. But the beauty in that is I get to make that decision and I get to create that. And I am a, a big proponent of feedback in any type of setting, as a, just as a human, but especially in business. When people are like, oh, hey, I looked at your website and it's great, but I would change this. I, I just really welcome the feedback and making each experience, each group program, each one-on-one -on -one interaction better and better. And if people don't tell me I can't get better, yeah, I'm just, I'm sure we can tell now I'm beaming with excitement and pride. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing goes wasted, okay? Every experience that you have had comes full circle. My IT project management experience, I've been able to help so many entrepreneurs just set up their plan. Like you, Taylor, I mean, you work in a full-time job, you have your business, you have kids. It is so much to do. But the way my little brain is set up and works is I know how to break it down. So I created my little planner. I didn't think I could do a little book. I was like, you know what? I won't know unless I try. <laughs> I am going to fail for it. So where I am going with this is take small steps and build on it. You started your website, you hire someone to finish it out, right? Virtual assistant, okay, I need you to help me with this. Delegate. And listeners, this Joy to the Tribe is growing so strong. There's definitely someone in our tribe that can answer your questions, okay? How do you start a podcast? Taylor, when you're ready to start that podcast, says you let me know. <laughs> because I can save you time. I can save you a few steps. The beginning of the interview, you just bought your speaker. How do I incorporate and use this new microphone? I've been there, right? The purpose is for us to come together. And if I've already stumbled and struggled and it took me 20 steps, I just want you to take that one. Yes. You should not have to recycle the struggle. We are not we have struggles around here. And I know a lot of podcast engineers when you're ready to write your book, Christian, she has her own book publishing company, very well connected in this network. So you are a part of the tribe. Welcome to the family, my love. It has been wonderful, such an honor and a blessing to have you here. Is there anything that you would like to close out before you provide your information on how to get in contact with you? I am just really thankful, grateful, humbled, and above all, I'm just blessed. I am very excited to be a part of this community, and I really hope that people learn something, get some takeaways, and yeah, don't just, 
for starting to feel comfortable with doing you and being who you are is such a beautiful process and I'm here for it and I'm continuing in my own journey and I just want to bring people along and my arms are big and wide and my heart chakra is open and here I am to love on the next person and sometimes you got to love people until they love themselves and I had to, I know what that feels like. I hope that this gives hope and encouragement. And yeah, thank you. You're most welcome, hon. So how do we get in contact with you? And do you have any upcoming events? Do you have any particular specific products or services that we should check out and look out for? So you can contact me on Instagram or Facebook. It is still me. If you reach out, the name of my company is Metanoia Innovative Solutions. So um, you can find me as Taylor Carruthers or Metanoia underscore innovative underscore solutions um, on Instagram or Facebook. That will give you the ability to either DM me. You can email me. Uh, my phone number is listed, um, which is 1-800-712-9676. Um, you can call or text that number with questions. Um, but on my website, you can book a call for clarity. You can also book a session for breath work or theta healing. Uh, Reiki services will be loading. And uh, my coaching program right now, the offering that I have is a six-week journey. It is called Inception, and it is... Um, to help you where you are. And my, I say my niche is people, folks struggling with compassion fatigue, because that's a thing working in healthcare, non-for-profit sectors, you're doing for others, but we don't always do for ourselves. And yeah, so you can reach out in any of those methods to learn more about me and my offerings and more offerings are always coming. So I am always open to feedback and yeah, I would love to connect. Thank you, Ms. Taylor. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for spending your time with us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Before you head out, we do have two events coming up. We have a virtual networking event as well as a high tea. Yes, honey, I said high tea. We will be networking in elegance, love. You can register for both events at joytutor.com. We would love to get social with you. So check us out and follow us and we'll follow you back under the handles Joy Tutor Inc. or Joy Tutor. Until next time, take care.